Welcome back to the Hour Time Podcast, the podcast for Watch Geeks by Watch Geeks. I'm John Biggs. I'm Victor Marks. I'm Nicholas DeLeon. I'm Patrick Anza. And welcome to the show. Hey. Look at this. It's a full house. This is, this is in poker, is this a full house? No. This is like a, this is a straight flush, but with one missing card. This is a, this no is idea. a three wolf moon happening here. <laughs> three wolf, this is a four wolf moon. This is a four. <laughs> we're, we're all wolf packs of one here at, at the Our Time podcast. I know Victor's just itching to tell us what he's wearing. So why don't we get that, that out of the way right now? All right. I, I am wearing a watch that was assembled from a bunch of different parts. And it's really cool. It's using a, a sort of calypsomatic style case. You know, Damas and Titus and a bunch of other brands used these cases in the, in the 60s. So this is probably new old stock, uh, a Damas case with a super cool dial inside and a custom machined bezel. An Elgin dial. You have an Elgin watch. I do. So, but it's not an actual, so you basically just replaced the... It's a bunch of parts, and I didn't assemble this. This was assembled by another person, but it's it's fantastic. I'm pretty happy. Could you perhaps explain what Elgin means for the people listening who don't know what that <laughs> yeah. means? El- and only people listening, not people <laughs> also on the call. Right. <laughs> Elgin, Illinois is, uh, is a small town that used to be a empire of watch manufacturing. Okay. Back when America was the pinnacle of watch made manufacturing. Stuff. And yeah, when America uh, made stuff. America's yeah, still a massive manufacturer. From like the 1890s, let's say through about the 1960s, mid-60s, Elgin got a neat offer from a town in South Carolina and they packed up all their stuff and they moved everyone to South Carolina and opened it up. And in South Carolina, they renamed the town Elgin, South Carolina. And of course, it failed catastro- catastrophically right then. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But uh, but but yeah, this was this this style was probably made in Illinois. I think that you know, like all that's left of that now, like there, I think there's a plaque or something that marked where that factory is. I don't know that the factory actually still stands out here anymore. I th- I think there's I think I want to say that there's a that there's a uh, I remember this distinctly in Elgin. I think there's still a like a like a watch like a watch themed apartment complex that they put inside the factory oh maybe that may okay yeah maybe that sounds right it. yeah because like that actually something like that happened closer to me there was an ovaltine factory next town over that's apartments <laughs> now that's apartments now the watch factory depot there's a watch factory depot there i swear i swear i saw this thing it was like it was like the clock tower what uh, things and it was inside the old factory that would have been that would have been cool I would I would live I would live in that that building cuz just imagine the ghosts of the watchmakers who have like <laughs> off are like horribly disfigured by freaking radio radioactivity uh because they licked the brushes on their uh oh the their, radium yeah on their radium so that well, that, that that took a sad turn yeah well and you never know you might just find some random screws on the floor that you know they yeah. dropped over the, over time eventually it'll be like the uh the johnny cash song the the one piece at a time we're just going to re- build rebuild an elgin watch just out of all the stuff that we find in the uh crawl space <laughs> all right patrick what are you wearing uh today i've got the uh the mito ocean star gmt that's a loaner that came in for review and this one, Victor will be very happy to to note it is a true GMT movement, meaning the ah. GMT is locked with the minutes hand and the hour hand is what you adjust independently. Wait, Thank wait, God. who made this thing? Mito. Are you kidding? That's incredible. I, I kid you not. 
Mito did with a GMT, a true traveling hour hand. But why yeah. wouldn't they do? Why wouldn't they do it? Because Eda doesn't normally hand. do that movement. Seriously, Seriously, normally with an Eda movement for a GMT, you get the twenty-four hour hand moves independently, and the hour and minutes are tied together. So wait, what's in the? What's in like the tutor, well, for example? But tu- tutor is not Eda. That's their own, tutor that's, that's is their own that's manufacturer. Their own stuff. Yeah, that's the Kinesi movement that's based on the the same one that's in your Explorer too. But there's no there's no Eda that Eda, does. Eda doesn't do that. They use the twenty eight ninety three, which is their their GMT with the uh, the independent twenty four hour hand. Yeah. So this one this one's based on the Eda CO seven six six one. Okay. So that's a Powermatic eighty. That may or may not have the <laughs> Nicholas silicon hairspring thing. Yes. Yeah. Incidentally, do you realize how lucky we are to have these guys on the podcast? <laughs> I I was just sitting here saying I learned so much every week. If we did this ourselves, it would be like, well, uh, the do, the do, the the watch has yeah. a really pretty. Uh, it's green. It's got a green. <laughs> it's got green on it. And it's got. The, it's got a green oh, dial. Did you ever St. see Patrick's that little Day. finger that sticks out the side that makes the the, the two pieces inside so, of so it Patrick, move? That was I'm that was a CO seven six six one. Right. That's my excuse. Okay, that's also yes. used in a radio radio uh, centrics automatic GMT. So so, right, so there's, there's a, a second, second model. model. So Etta is doing the independent traveling hour hand now. Wild. But wait. What, what, so what am I missing here? So what? So the GMT hand sets independently. No, no, the and it hour goes up hand and down sets by one, independently by one hour. So not not the GMT hand, the hour hand, right? Yeah, not the GMT, not the not the other way around. Just like the just like the Tudor, just like the yeah, the, just right like the Rolex. Historically, historically yeah, so they didn't do that. That's why this is a big deal. I've never seen I've never seen an Etta GMT then because I don't know I've I've never the, seen that happen. The previous Etta's the twenty eight ninety three and the the. And then occasionally you'll see like the 2836 that's been altered to be a GMT movement, uh, although that was done in China first. They move the 24-hour hand independently. And what you happen is you, you set the time, hour and minutes normally, you set the date normally, and you rotate the crown the opposite direction to set the 24-hour hand independently. And that's annoying if you're traveling because hmm, yep. you, you want to keep that one set all the time and just change the hour. Yeah. So edit are finally doing it right. So I've never, so everybody's pointing out here, it's like the Hamilton, Hamilton uses it, like Squale, Steinhardt, all these guys well, use Those it. guys are using the 2893 and doing it the, the way that sucks. I've never seen, never seen it in a, any other watch. I've never seen it in a watch. Never. Like literally in all the hist- all my history, I've never seen it. So weird. Okay. Well, whatever. I don't know. I'm, sounds, sounds. I've never sp- even seen a GMT. So that's, You've seen a GMT. That's, that's the podcast for watch lovers. There we go. Yeah, the pod, the podcast for watch lovers and watch uh, amateurs as well. There's two. There's two amateurs. I like the three hand, that's good. I'm I here to represent the three hander uh, faction. I'm wearing the Speedmaster today. That the and I was worried for a moment that it was that it was losing time because it was it was set poorly. I think and but I I just set it yesterday and it's Which holding speed time is very it? well. The one thing I don't like, uh, well, the speed, the whatever, the the right, the but it's like, it's like the Mark II or the the what. No, the regular, the the straight up, clean, clean, uh, neat. <laughs> uh, uh, Nicholas, what are you wearing? I'm wearing my uh, Steel Time Willard homage with the PT Steel five thousand movement. Steel, still, still dive, still dive, still dive, still uh, dive. I, I still like it. I, uh, I still think the crown is. I 
too small for this. I don't know what they did, but it's basically impossible to turn. Uh, I think it keeps time fine. It's about like 90 seconds off and I've been wearing it since Monday. Uh, so I think that's pretty good. Uh, but yeah, so just three hands, just a ham and egger. N- nice. And, yeah. You can get a, you can get a, a steel, you can get a steel dive plow prof for three fifty five. I just looked it up three fifty five for a plow prof. You can look I think like I pay one fifty for this. Yeah. Well, so. no, now they're, now they're, now they're one Oh five. You're, they saw hmm. you coming. Well, I mean the plow prof they, that there was that ocean seven company that made the plow prof for a while. Yeah, yeah, there was a stretch. We had a lot of Ocean Seven stuff come in. Would I enjoy a Ploprof? I probably wouldn't. They're kind of chunky. It's a little no. bit. It's a little bit bold. I'm kind of chunky, or it's kind of chunky. Yeah, it's a, it's a unique look, especially especially with that uh with that plunger on the side. Yeah, yeah. That is my only complaint about this one. I think I brought it up the last time I talked about it. The the cra- the the crown is is it's impossible to turn. I don't know. My my hands haven't changed, uh, my fingers haven't changed, but this crap is it's it is it's just too small to get a grip, uh, and so subsequently it's 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 more or less impossible to, to try. So I kind of like I don't yeah I don't know who's in charge of that, but they messed up. Uh, <laughs> that's I guess that's a big part of owning a watch, setting the time. But uh, <laughs> well, yeah. if you if you wear it all the time, right? If you wore it every day, I've worn it. I think every day this week. Okay, uh, so you only had to yeah. set the time once. Yeah, that's all. I, but it, it's all incentivized me to be like, well, I don't want to set it again, so I'll just keep it on. So yeah. I, it's kind of like, <laughs> if if you wore this thing all the time, you would only have to ever set it twice a year. Uh, I don't know about that, but uh, no, unless yeah, the, uh, unless the legislation passes, that's and daylight the savings reference. becomes permanent. That's the reference. Yes. So are we? Are oh, we I completely? So sorry. Have, have have would and Patrick? This is the first time you've come on to argue this point. I'm I'm looking at Steel Dive. I'm saying to myself, why the hell not? Why why doesn't anybody buy a uh, automatic a, a NH35 automatic movement inside of a massive pilot case? Even though the even though the the logo looks goofy as heck uh, for 179, why don't they just do yes. it and enjoy their their lives? And why why shouldn't why shouldn't we buy these homages and these mashups well, I, and whatever? I, I have I have one thing to add to that, which is many of those companies, if you ask them nicely will quote you a price on doing a dial with your own logo. And so you could go ahead and just approach them and say, I think your logo looks goofy. Please put mine on instead. Sell me one. And it could happen. Would you send them like a Photoshop file? Have that work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what, what do you, what do you think, Patrick, about this? Cause, cause my, my belief is that my belief is that we've gotten to the point in, in watchmaking where it doesn't really matter. Brand, brand has, brand has, the, the higher end brands have so bastardized the market that there's no point in like getting a Rolex when you can get something that looks like a Rolex. Well, yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing. If you, you enjoy the look, like go for it. Like just don't try to pass it off as something it's not, but I'd say, you know, it's, it's a way to say, well, you know what? I'm not sure if I actually like whatever, like, okay, the plow prof. Hey, that looks pretty cool, but would I actually like wearing it? Well, mm-hmm. 300 bucks from steel sports, a much cheaper way to try that out than actually going and, sourcing and uh you know the original omega and then turns out nope i don't like it and now you got to deal with trying to sell it back off again so i think it's it's a good way for someone starting out to try out you know looks you know that they think they might like and you know the nh35 inside is going to be a capable movement and it's gonna it's gonna do you well but I've been doing this. I've been doing this for what twenty years, and I'm 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 coming around to the fact that there's no point in paying 
I don't know, whatever, 8,000 bucks, 12,000 bucks for a Ploprof when I can just get a $175, $175 Ploprof, wear it a little bit, bop around a little bit, and then, I don't know, yeah. just give it to the dog. Now, is that just you getting older or and not caring, or is that do you sense a shift in the wider watch community of like... <sighs> Because uh, I'll say, uh, last summer, I nearly bought the do- one of the Doxes, I think the Sub-300T. I went to the store, I tried it on. I was like, yeah, this looks yeah. pretty cool. Let me sleep on it. Uh, I think it was you know $2,000, which is, you know, it's not it's not nothing, obviously. But uh, also, you could just get the C-Stern, which we've talked about mm-hmm. over you know, the past couple of weeks. For Zay-Stern. <laughs> Zay-Stern, excuse me. For, you know, not Zay-Stern. even 200 I wear it. I look at it. It looks more or less like the thing I wanted to get, and it costs two hundred dollars. And it's like, well, you know, money doesn't grow on trees. Inflation, yada yada. The world is crazy. I think a lot of folks. So that's the question: is like, is it is it uh, you just getting older? Or is it is it do you sense a shift in the wider watch community? I don't Cause know. I know Hodinky ran a story like a few weeks ago saying homages are cool and awesome and totally fine. Well, so it's like, well, I wonder. the thrust of that story was not only that they're cool and whatever, but that they were cool and also you should get rid of them and buy the real thing. Yeah. And it was exactly about that Ocean 7 Ploprof. Yeah, I mean, well, I get, you know, that to me, it's like there are guys who work in Wall Street and that's fine. And they got money to burn. And I, you know, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. But like, I, I'm not in that position. I make, you know, I make enough, but like, I can't spend 5000 on every Omega that's announced every four months. That's not going to happen. Uh, so this stuff gets me, I would say halfway, but it scratches the itch in a way that, you know, doesn't harm anyone. I, I don't think, uh, you know, I'm not going to the, to the club and trying to convince the girls that, oh, look at this Omega. Not that they care anyway. Wait, wait. Uh, Speaking of Omega, for just a minute. Speaking sure. of Omega, uh, on the 26th, did you guys see that I posted in, in our Slack chat that thing from them? Oh, yeah, that something's coming. On March 26th, it's time to change oh, your see. swatch, Omega. Oh, yeah. So, what do we think? Not our next episode, but the day after our next episode, they're going to announce something, and I'm not sure what their deal is. Change your swatch. Yeah. And it's weird because, I mean, yes, we know that Omega is in the same conglomerate yeah. as swatch, right? It's swatch group. But it's kind of weird for them to refer to another brand like that. Yes. Well, I, w- I will say when I spoke to Longine, what was it, a month ago? Uh, a little uh, And I interviewed one of the guys. I asked a question about swatch and they were like, uh, please keep the questions to Omega. Like they mm. didn't even want to acknowledge the existence well, to, to Longines, of, right? They weren't. Yeah. Gonna... yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, to, to Longines. Well, I was I like, mean, okay, well, fair well, enough. But, but like, you couldn't even ask. Separate. But well, okay, well, I, I, well, to Victor's point, if they're fairly separate, why are they cross promoting? That's here? that's the question. But anyway, well, so we, who so knows? We got... Maybe it's maybe it's the the plastic cased Speedmaster we've all been. Yeah, yeah exactly. For. I'm I've ready. Been, I've been dreaming of a, a Speedmaster that I can buy for in in the uh, in the airport for two hundred seventy five dollars, and then immediately lose. I would like the Keith. <laughs> I would like the dial art to be made by Keith Herring. Keith Herring. I would like the Perfect. Keith Herring Speedmaster. Right. There well, you I go. Mean, that so, would be pretty awesome. Pat, Patrick, why do, can you can you comment on this on our on our on our whining here? Because I think I think your I think your voice <laughs> is going to be important. What with the about with, swatch with, or the about, affordable, no, with, the affordable with, with stuff, the flow prof with the with the homages oh, with all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I like you know, you know, echoing what Nicholas was saying. I, you know, I think it's just fine because realistically, like, okay, the four of us we're in watches, we're looking at watches, we know about watches, but how many other people and your friends and family actually know about watches? 
they're going to see something on your wrist. They're going to say, oh, that looks cool, or I like the color of that dial, whatever. No one else really cares. So buy what you like. You know, if you like the looks of it and gets the job done, because at the end of the day, it's a tool. If it tells time relatively accurately, all right. Enjoy life, wear it worry-free, and if at some point you really like it and want to get the original inspiration, all right, go for it. You know, save up, but, you know, have fun. Is that the Mito Ocean Star on your wrist? Wow. Right. Like, that's not going to, unless you're at like a watch convention. Yeah, I want to ask, just to be sure, the the Mito Ocean Star, is that the 44 millimeter case? Is Uh, it a big watch? This one is, yes, it is the 44 millimeter. All right. Thank you. I just wanted to make sure I was looking at the right thing here. At the same time, I don't think we're saying that like, oh, uh, a, a, a Zay Stern is the perfect wedding gift for your spouse. Probably not. <laughs> by, yeah, by, we're just by, saying for yeah, stuff exactly. you wear, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think that I think I think I think what I mean the, the the issue is is at this point watches have become sort of an investment vehicle. So I'm I was looking at Watchbox just now. I'm looking through, and it's all Rolex. It's all eleven thousand eleven. Like the the the, the freaking Explorer two that I got two years ago, three years, two years ago, I think now. Yeah. For for 6k, 7k is now 11, 12k. It's completely nuts. It's oh. completely unacceptable. When Patrick so, and I were looking at those, I was going to buy that? one and it was like 4k. They're it's not 4k the, anymore. It's the it's the it's the hype beast. It's just that. Yeah, yeah, and plus there's a lot of alt alt investors and this is and this is what I'm familiar with because I'm doing this 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 Oh, site. that's right. That's right. So it's all about it's all about alt investments. So the idea that you can buy like a fractional Daytona or whatever, and that's going to go up in price, and people are driving these things up in price. Like, are it, people it, doing that? They, it like is. I own it's, a hundredth of a whatever. Yeah, they are. They are hundred percent. But there's, I, I mean, it's, it's happening. If to, for to 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 put it in terms that you can understand, Nicholas, they also have like soccer cards, for example, like an original. Who's like the really good Dutch guy or whoever he is, Igor Berkatern, uh, Cruyff. Yeah, Cruyff, Johan right? Cruyff. Yeah, that guy. So he's he's got a he's got a he's got a rookie card that went came out in two thousand two or something like that, like re- okay. like not that long ago, and it yeah, and it sold for recent. like two hundred thousand dollars or something like that, and it's and fractionally it's worth X amount as well. It's completely yeah, nuts. I see. It's completely nuts. Is that regulated? It's not regulated. It's not regulated. Yeah, it seems, it's not. Regulated. I mean, I don't care. Everybody's way. taking just... a flyer. Everybody's hoping that their Rolex is going to go up in price. So the only way, the only way for the average, the average collector to actually enjoy themselves is either to buy new old stock or like, like stuff from way back in the old days when the watches were, they were falling apart anywhere, like, like, like Victor does <laughs> or, <laughs> That's hey, or, or, well, look, you, <laughs> you guys, sh- you, you showed us that Tutima <laughs> that looked like it was, uh, that it came out of, out of, uh, out of a, look, uh, the, the, the Tutima was hauled behind the back of, of a Ukrainian tractor. Yes, I, admit. I can see. Yes. And, <laughs> or you buy a steel dive and that's that's the those are the only two options for 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 a beginning collector. If you don't have if you don't have forty thousand dollars to play with in this in this space, you're not even considered. You can't even rate. It's it's exhausting. It's really. I mean, yeah, if, if I were if I were you know maybe Rolex or you know whoever they don't care because these watches are being but like you're, you're really. I mean, just think not even long term. Think medium term. If you're restricting the 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 user base, so to speak. You know who's going to get into these things if they're just so unattainable? Uh, only the elite. Only the only the elite, I guess. Well, to 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 I don't know to to close off. I mean, I'm thinking. I was thinking about this as well. Like, if you look at if you look at the 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 world of uh, the world of guitars, you can still get 
like a 1966 weird guitar from like, that's pretty, pretty nicely done. It's cute. It's nice. It's a nice piece, but you can play it. You can still use it. You can do whatever you want for like a couple hundred bucks. But if you want to get a Stratocaster, if you want to get something really, really fancy, then you're still paying, I don't know, you're, you could pay up to $21,000 for like a, for like one of these things. But, but the world of guitars is a really good analogy because, okay, let's, let's be clear. A lot of those off-brand 1960s guitars were trash. Yeah. They, they were horrible. They were badly made. They were cheaply made and they sucked and they, they sucked then. And even if you work on them now, they suck now. If you want to get something that you can play as a decent guitar that starts and works and has frets that are actually spaced out correctly, um, you, you get a, a cheap Chinese or Korean or Malaysian or Japanese guitar. You get a Corona caster. You get a Corona caster. That thing plays, doesn't it? It plays really, really well. Oddly, oddly enough. Um, Anyway. Right, it cost you about two hundred bucks once you got done paying shipping, right? Yeah, and I and it was one hundred and five bucks plus another hundred for shipping. Yeah, and I put new, I put new, uh, new pickups in it, new, new strings, and it sounds great. But I think yeah. that I think the important consideration is that you don't have you, there, there's none of that there's none of that in in the watch space now. Everything, everything that's worth something has been driven up to a price that's unacceptable. No, but that's, that's true too, right? Your, your Fender that costs 20 run grand, your Les Pauls. I bought a Les Paul when I was in high school yeah. and I paid 650 bucks. I have a 1971 Les Paul Deluxe Cherry Sunburst. I, I got it for 650 bucks and I couldn't touch that thing for anything under four grand today if I wanted yeah. to buy one. So I wonder, because I, I remember this, uh, the Seiko guy gave an interview, I think last summer, basically, you know, it was in the FT and he was like, oh, we're raising prices. We want to make these things desirable objects. I wonder if there's a brand out there that is going to go in the opposite direction and say, you know what? Prices on these pe- on every piece is like through the roof. We're going to purposefully release a $500 tutor or whatever. That sounds like uh, a good way to, to go out of business. Yeah. That's well, not I don't know. Work. That's the question. Is that, is that, it's is not that gonna insane work. to suggest? For them, it can't work. That's why you have Steel Dive. That's why that's why steel dive exists in the same well, way that you have harmony versus uh, versus fender back in the old days. Yeah, and steel okay. dive is is able to make those prices because they are the manufacturer, right? They don't have to to pay someone else. They are it, and that's why they can yeah. take those cuts. All right, well, lads, weird. Patrick, do you have a final comment on this on this uh, on this <laughs> argument? We'll uh, we'll call up an old slogan from what is it the sixties. If you're looking at watches, if it feels good, do it. Get what you want. I don't, I, you would have been, you would have been the worst hippie, but <laughs> the best, oh. the best, uh, who's the guy from, from, uh, Parks and Rec, uh, the, the guy who orders a lot of bacon. Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson. You'd be the best Ron Swanson. Absolutely the best. <laughs> First hippie, best Ron Swanson. This has been the Our Time Podcast. I'm John Biggs. If it feels good, do it. I'm Patrick Kanza, doing what I need to do. <laughs> uh, I'm Nicholas DeLeon, a regular ham and egger. <laughs> I, I'm Victor Marks, and I know nothing. <laughs> and uh, we will see you next week. Thank you for listening to the Our Time Show, the official podcast of wristwatchreview.com. Feel free to email us at tips at wristwatchreview.com with your feedback and suggestions. And please be sure to visit wristwatchreview.com and wristwatchreview on Instagram for more fun watch content. Have a nice day.